Episode 96, How to Stay Centered During Any Crisis. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. It's one of those weeks where it seems like a good time to bust out a quote from Paulo Coelho, one of my favorite writers. He says, life has a way of testing a person's will, either by having nothing happen at all or by having everything happen at once. And not to state the obvious, 2020 has been a year already where it feels like we're experiencing all the things at once. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to Life Amplified. It was just a few weeks ago we did an episode on the life lessons that we could all walk away with from Kobe Bryant's untimely death. And I think a lot of people in that moment, seeing a a man that we had perceived as being a superhero uh, and seeing that it could all be taken away from him, it's forced many of us this year to come face to face with our own mortality and to start asking the questions, are we really showing up the way that we want for our life, for our community, for our families, for ourselves and our own passions and purpose. And no sooner did that story go away from the headlines that here we are facing a global pandemic, which for many of us, it's the first time we've ever been through anything like this. You know, certainly living in the United States, like many listeners to this podcast, I've lived through the uncertainty of 9-11. And we've seen tragedies happen in other countries, but this feels like... The first time that I can remember is a global community, we're faced with massive amounts of uncertainty right now. And it's fair to say that people are struggling to find their emotional center. People are scared. We are clicking refresh on the web browsers. We are glued to the news. We're worried about how to care for our own health, but also our loved ones. We're worried about our communities. And many people right now, particularly those in the service industry, are just worried about how they're going to pay the bills. As so many restaurants are shutting down and people are socially distancing, there's a lot of small businesses that are going to feel the pinch on this quickly. Everybody right now is worried about the future, and I just want to call out my own industry. And I've seen some responses from people who are thought leaders, who are spiritual leaders, who are, you know, coaches in a variety of different forms, where it's almost like they're acting so high and mighty that they're above the other people who are in a state of panic right now. And I feel like that's just not the kind and compassionate approach that we should all be embracing. Now, in my life, I've worked very hard over the last week to cultivate a sense of peace and to not react to the news headlines. I do look at it as a member of the woke community or the spiritual community. I do consider it a responsibility to be an example of how to show up right now, both for myself, but for other people. And yet I've done enough work in the trauma space and, you know, studying human behavior to realize that there's a great deal of people out there who don't have the tools that I have. 
So they're reacting in ways that might not make sense to you or I. You know, I think of the people who are lined up at Costco buying literally every roll of toilet paper on the shelves. And now it's just become a meme to make fun of those people and to call them out. And the people who are stocking up on bottled water. But if you think about it, all human behavior is really just trying to meet an emotional need. And before you get all high and mighty and become judgy of how other people are reacting or upset that they're not reacting the way you are, we need to consider that every person's reactions are going to be different because we all have different nervous systems, we all have a different trauma history, and we all have different attachment patterns that were formed in childhood. We have different epigenetics. And all of those things, when you throw them together in one big pie, are going to dictate how you're reacting during this or any time of crisis and also how your neighbors are going to react. So rather than coming from a place of judgment, I think that this is a time for all of us to show up with more compassion, more love and more empathy than we ever have. The person who is in a state of panic, who bought up all the toilet paper so you can't have any, they're not doing it to be a selfish dick. Right. They're doing it because their attachment pattern is anxious. They grew up in a home where their needs were met sometimes and other times they weren't. So there's a huge amount of fear that these people live in. And the coronavirus pandemic is just the latest trigger in their life that has them wondering, am I going to be OK? Meanwhile, the people who are just shut down and excited that they get to socially distance right now. It's like it's acceptable to do it. Those people are more avoidant. We've all seen the memes saying that social distancing, my God, you know, introverts have been preparing for this moment their whole life. And it's funny because there's a sense of truth to it. People with an avoidant attachment style don't really believe that other people would show up and meet their needs anyway. So they believe they can just rely on themselves. And that is going to show up as a filter in how they respond to this crisis. There are other people who have a sense of defiance within them. Have you seen the stories online about, you know, even during this pandemic where we're being told to stay in, that people are still going out to the bar and drinking on the weekends and that they're elbow to elbow? Those people are the ones who are sort of defiant when it comes to structure, typically because the people who put structure in their lives when they were growing up didn't do a good job of making them feel safe. So they're automatically distrustful. They're like, socially distance, I'll show you. Again, they're not going out trying to spread disease, but they are trying to get their needs met. And I'm not here today to make excuses for people who might be showing up irresponsibly or from a place that seems too self-focused when we really should be looking out for the collective good of everybody in our community. But I just want to give you some perspective on why people are showing up that way. You know, Tony Robbins has done a lot of work where he talks about the six fundamental human needs that we all have. And this is not Maslow's hierarchy. This isn't food, water, shelter. They're the emotional needs that every person has. We have all six of them. It's not a matter that, you know, I have four and you only have three of the needs. We have all six. And I'm not going to get into all six of those today, A, because, you know, that's Tony's content. He teaches it. You can look at any YouTube video and you can see him go into depth on this. But I do want to reference that there are 
two needs in particular that are showing up in a huge way right now. We all have a need for certainty. And when I say certainty, it is a level of certainty that we are safe. The human nervous system is wired to survive, not thrive. And this is why so many people will throw away their greatest dreams just to keep a paycheck rolling in or to be safe. We we are more wired to avoid pain than to experience pleasure. Now, there are a lot of positive ways that we can meet that need for certainty. We can find it in prayer. We can find it in meditation. You know, even if you're not you know, religious or spiritual per se, you can have a high degree in certainty just in believing in yourself, that you've always survived every setback or every challenge in front of you and that you're confident that you can do it again. People will meet a need for certainty through exercise, through drinking all the green juice. They'll get it from going on their yoga mat. There's hundreds, if not thousands of ways that we can meet that need for certainty in ways that empower us. However, If we can't meet those needs at a high level in ways that keep our power, we'll meet them in low-level ways. You know, there's a lot of other ways that we can get certainty. Blaming other people is a huge way to get certainty. If I'm positive that you're the reason my life is not where I want it to be, I never have to look in the mirror and take any responsibility for my own actions. Trying to control other people, a huge way that we're trying to get certainty. So as you think about your friends, your family, your loved ones, you know, the ones who trigger you, you know, blaming the government or blaming this person or blaming that person for where they're at, you know, we're going to see all these needs reflected as we face the biggest global pandemic that any of us have lived through. Some people are going to get certainty by shutting down and isolating and being hopeless about the situation. You know, for them, then they feel like they're prepared for the worst possible scenario and they don't have to take a risk to reassess where they want to be on the back end of this. But the thing is, is even if you're meeting your need for certainty in your life in really empowering ways and life is 100% certain and you wake up each morning at the same time next to the same partner and you drink the same cup of coffee and have the same breakfast, drive the same way to work, do the same tasks at the same job for the same employer, talking to the same people, and you come home at night and eat the same thing for dinner, pour the same bottle of wine and watch the same shows on Netflix, what would happen over time if that was your life 52 weeks a year? You're going to become really bored. You're going to feel stagnant. There's no growth if you have too much certainty. So the second need that we all have is for uncertainty which you can also look at is variety or new stimuli. There are lots of ways we could meet that need. We could launch our side hustle to make new income. We could pursue our purpose. We could hire a coach and get into personal development. You could learn a new language. You could travel the world. There are so many ways that you could do it, but uncertainty typically means leaving our comfort zone. And if you value certainty above all else, chances are you're going to look for low-level ways to meet the need for uncertainty. And what you're seeing right now is a lot of people meeting that need by catastrophizing the events of the world, by assuming the worst, by living in the drama or living by what the pundits say on television. They're buying into it because it meets a need for uncertainty that keeps you stuck. It keeps you in low-vibe emotions, fear, despair, hopelessness, but it never requires the emotional maturity to step up and take charge of your life. 
For those of you who are in a line of work right now where you are concerned about your income and will your company stay afloat or perhaps you're self-employed and now the clients aren't coming in the way they were, you have one of two choices. You know, are you going to embrace uncertainty? Are you going to get creative and look for new opportunities to earn income? Or are you going to sit back and be passive? You know, are you going to just be certain that nothing works out for you and resign yourself to giving up? And that brings me to really one of the big points that I wanted to make today. Because most of us are wired to try to control our environment, to try to control other people. And we are living in a time right now where that simply is not possible. <laughs> there is no external control that we're going to be able to manipulate out there in terms of how the government shows up or whether this, you know, virus just magically disappears. You know, our president recently said, oh, it'll be a miracle. It'll go away one day. But what we do have control of is ourselves and how we're showing up. So we're sort of on this twofold path that, yes, you are allowed to feel the emotions that come up, not to dwell in them, but because whatever emotions are surfacing for you right now are actually a tremendous chance to heal. If you feel alone, if you feel helpless about the situation of the world, if you don't think anybody is going to show up for you, there is some stuff from your childhood where you made that belief. And now is a great time for you to be doing the inner work to move beyond it. Because eventually you have to get into a higher vibration emotion than fear, despair, panic, or even apathy. Apathy is not going to do anything for you either. Why is it so important that you raise your frequency and elevate your vibration? Because the emotions that you feel are what drive behavior. You're going to take very different action when you're in a state of fear or panic, you're going to look for coping behaviors, numbing behaviors. You'll drink the wine. You'll numb out on Netflix. You'll call up a toxic ex and hook up with them. It's some way not to feel the emotions, but it's not going to move you closer to your purpose. It's not going to help you find solutions for any economic challenge that you're facing right now because of the stock market or global economic uncertainty. We've got to get you into that place of feeling hopeless hopeful, of feeling curious, of feeling helpful or wanting to be of service. You know, if you're in that vibration, you're going to take very different action. You're going to put yourself out there in a new way. You're going to become a solutions-focused person rather than a problem-focused person. You're going to get out and make a difference in your community. You're going to help other people. You'll be a light, you know, just demonstrating for other people how they need to show up right now. So when you're feeling more empowered, uplifting high vibe emotions, you're going to take more empowered action. You won't do the same two or three things that haven't worked for you up until now. You're going to take brand new action. And from the new action, you're going to get different, better outcomes. All human behavior is driven by emotion. Your life, my life, it is an emotional game. So yes, we want to feel what's coming up. Joseph Campbell was the one who said, every feeling felt is truly bliss. But if you're feeling unpleasant emotions, use that as an opportunity to heal yourself right now, to heal that inner wounded part of yourself so that you can get to a higher vibration and ultimately 
design a brand new life on the back end of this. I think that that's what we're all doing right now in the face of this coronavirus epidemic is we are looking in the mirror. We're facing our own mortality. And I realize that the death rate on this virus is very, very low and that it is specific to a certain segment of the population. It's usually our oldest adults or the immunocompromised people who are most at threat right now. But everybody, regardless, is sort of looking in the mirror going, well, what if it were me? What if none of this gets better? So as you start to put together in your mind, who do you want to be when all this is said and done? You've got to start to embody that person right now. You can't wait until it's over. You have to begin your evolution and become that new version of you right now. And perhaps the best tip that I can give you, the biggest mindset hack, not just for the coronavirus, but for your day-to-day -day life, is to remind you that there's really only one thing that's going to determine success or failure. There's one thing that makes the difference between abundance and lack. There is one thing that determines your level of self-love or whether you're in self-loathing. And that is this, interpretation. Context is another way that you could put it. The most important question that you can be asking yourself as you face this crisis that we're going through globally is what am I making this mean? There are some people out there who are making it mean that this is the end. They're building the bunker in the basement of their house. They're ready to give up. They're buying their semi-automatic weapons, and they are ready for Armageddon. <laughs> and that's the reality that they're going to create. But you have the ability today to find a more empowering meaning. I posted this recently to my Facebook page, but I wanted to share it with you today. It's a tweet I found online from a woman named Amanda Mull. I don't know Amanda. I just saw this <laughs> passed around online. Amanda says, I think the impulse for many people is to look at things closing down or events canceling right now as a sign of doom. But for the most part, I think it's cause for optimism. Someone in charge of something is taking this seriously and doing what they can to limit interactions. That is what I mean by a positive, empowering context. That is somebody who is focused on the outcome. When we talk about flattening the curve, she's focused on healing and health. And so many other people right now are focused on themselves and what they're losing. You know, they're worried about the loss of income. They are worried about losing uh, the, the babysitting or the childcare. And not that those things aren't concerns, but if you're focused on the problem, what you're going to find is more evidence of problems. If you're focused on solutions, those are available too. I've seen so many of my friends volunteering online to provide healthy meals and to bring food to families in need. There's a lot of families here in the United States where those school lunches might be the only healthy meal that a child gets if they live in a, in a low-income area. And I've seen people stepping up and offering, so the help is there. But whatever you're facing right now, I would challenge you to look for the solution instead of the problem. Because there is literally historical evidence that proves some of the greatest contributions in science, in art, in society were made 
during a time of self-quarantine. I shared on Instagram recently that Isaac Newton was a college student in his 20s who had to leave school to socially distance during the Great Plague of London. Hundreds of thousands of people passed away during this time, but Newton's self-quarantine was later referred to as his year of wonders. He had no professors in his life to guide him, but he worked on all the math problems that he started when he was a student at Cambridge. And the papers that he wrote during that time eventually became early calculus. Isaac Newton also experimented with prisms and created his theories on optics all during a quarantine. And oh, by the way, one day he got out of the house long enough to sit under this random apple tree. Yeah, that apple tree. And the rest is history. So Newton is somebody who made the most of a bad situation. Another example for you is William Shakespeare. Many scholars say between 1605 to 1606, during the plague in London, that's when he wrote King Lear, Macbeth, and Antony and Cleopatra. So what if this time of social distancing. What if this time where many of us are going to be working from home, I mean, I've been doing that for five years, but a lot of people aren't going into the office. What if you could find the gift in this? What if it was a chance to go within and get clear on who you want to be on the back end? What if this were a chance to connect deeper with your family? I think a lot of relationship issues are going to come to the surface right now when people can't work late in the office and you're under one roof more often than you normally would be. This is a great chance for healing in relationships. It's a chance to be more present with your children, with your partner, with the people that you love. What if this was a chance to truly identify your purpose and bring it forward? What if now, much like Newton and Shakespeare, was the time for you to bring your highest self and your greatest work forward to the world. Remember that the headlines on television do not dictate your well-being or your future. The president doesn't dictate your well-being or your future. The stock market doesn't do that. You are the author and the decider of your life. And the decisions that you make right now in this moment are the things that are going to shape your future. And eight weeks, eight months, eight years when all this is said and done. So if you're looking to better emotionally regulate yourself in the meantime, here's what I would suggest. Number one, feel every emotion that comes up. But do not take out a mortgage and live in the unpleasant emotions. Use this as a time of curiosity. When you're feeling the unpleasant emotion, ask yourself, what is the belief that I have underneath this? And where did my brain first make the connection that told me this belief is true? That's going to lead you to what needs to be healed. Number two, find a way to bring yourself into a higher vibration. The best way to do that is to ask yourself, what am I making all this mean? Interpretation, context becomes everything. If you can find an empowering context, you're going to create an empowered life when all this is said and done. If you're already living an empowered life, you're going to find your next level of service and an even greater outcome than you could imagine on the other side of this. And number three, don't go through this alone. I know that we're socially distancing right now, but it doesn't mean that we need to socially isolate. Pick up the phone, talk to your loved ones, FaceTime with people, Skype. If you're already sharing a house with people that you love, can you just use this time to be more present and be with them? Get some support. 
get some support and decide what story do you want to tell about this experience when it's all said and done? Was it a time of destruction or was it a catalyst for your growth? And maybe you don't know how to get there right now. Maybe you don't know what that great work is that you want to contribute on the other side. I get it. I've been there. But I do want to offer you a lifeline today if this is a time when you want to begin exploring the question. For the first time ever, I've connected with my team. And one of the things that we were working on this summer is I was going to host my first retreat here in San Diego where you could come out and we could work together in person in a group setting with like-minded people. Obviously, that's all off the table right now until the travel restrictions and until this pandemic uh, gets solved. And until we move beyond it, however, I want to use technology to offer you the same opportunity, because I think right now is the time where we have to look in the mirror and decide who we want to be. I've created a two day online training that's called the Uncover Your Calling Workshop. Who is this training for? Very simply, it is for the person who has known deep within you that there is a next level, that there's a greater gift that you have to give, but you've been addicted to the certainty game that we discussed earlier. You've been addicted to your paycheck and you haven't fully explored who you are or what you truly want to give. That's going to change in this transformative two-day online event. If you are a person who is called to a higher level of service, this is the training that could absolutely turn your life around. If you're a person who loves personal growth and you just want to better understand yourself and why you do the things that you do, both positive and maybe self-defeating, this is going to be an incredible training for you. If you want to become an example for your children on being a person of purpose and contribution, I promise you this training is going to be life-changing. I am so excited to share all this information with you. If you have a desire to try or create something new in your life, whether it be a career, a piece of art, a side hustle, but you're just overwhelmed and confused about how to channel your energy, this two-day training is going to be a game changer. Here's what I can promise you. You are going to leave crystal clear with a purpose statement for your life. It will be your North Star to take with you moving forward into the future, long after the coronavirus has been contained and passed. You're also going to get crystal clear on the subconscious success blocks that have kept you stuck up until now. Why aren't you really aware of them? Well, because they're subconscious <laughs> and you need somebody who can find your blind spots and point that out to you. So I'm going to be doing two days of training. I'm going to be doing laser coaching with attendees one-on-one. -on -one. We're going to be doing this in a group format. It is going to be incredible. Uh, if you've ever thought about reaching out to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, but you were concerned about the investment, this is going to be an incredible training. There will be a very small investment, and when I say that, I mean literally the lowest investment that I've ever put out there. Why am I doing that? Not because this is going to be a huge money-making opportunity. It's really to hold people accountable to show up. You know, I promoted many webinars in the past, and everybody in the self-help industry does that, and what we usually find is that that only 40 to 50% of the people who sign up for an online training will ever attend. So the investment is just a chance for you to put a little skin in the game and hold yourself accountable to show up for yourself, for your purpose, 
and for the work that you want to do and the person that you want to become on the back end of this. And in fact, we're going to be doing some early bird pricing to make that investment even lower. We have a link for you in the show notes. You can click through and join us. But the training will be happening March 27th and 28th. That is on a Friday and Saturday. It will be recorded. And you do have a chance, if you can't be there for one of the days live, we will have those recordings for a period of time for you to access afterwards. There'll be a free workbook that you'll be able to use during the training to help you find massive clarity and create massive momentum in the new year. So this is how I feel led to serve right now. I've just talked to too many people who are starting to realize that they're living life at a five instead of a 10. You know, just the other day, I was at my little local cafe here in San Diego, and I've been trying to get out. I've been trying to balance that line between socially distancing, but also supporting some of the small businesses I believe in. So I was having breakfast at my favorite cafe, and there was a woman in line behind me who was talking to a friend, and she literally said that her boss has told all the employees in the company that if they want to work from home during this health scare, that they have to use vacation and or sick days to do it. Can you imagine the audacity of this D-bag? Not the woman. I'm talking about the boss, right? Like you're asking people to use their vacation days so they can still work from you, but do it from home while they're trying to protect themselves and not take like a, a disease to their parents or to their grandparents. Are you kidding me? And I stopped and I butted into the conversation, which I normally don't do, but I just had to speak up. And I asked her, I said, have you thought about leaving this job? I was like, what a terrible person you work for. And she just looked at me and there was like this sense of hopelessness in her face. She goes, yeah, but I'm addicted to the paycheck and what else can I even do? And it broke my heart because I was there five or six years ago, going through the motions, playing small, not showing up as the man or as the leader that I wanted to be in this lifetime. And I didn't think that there was anything beyond corporate America for me. And I see this now in so many people, but if there was ever a time for us to question what path we're walking, this is it. And my intention is that you find massive clarity and get so many answers in this training. It is called Uncover Your Calling. It's happening two days. It will be Friday and Saturday, March 27th, March 28th. You can either go to my website for information at creativesoulcoaching.net or you can just click the direct link right here in the show notes. Get signed up. It would be my greatest honor and privilege to serve you. And from the bottom of my heart, know that you are in my thoughts right now. I'm sending you so much love. I'm here to support you. Uh, if this podcast is meaningful for you, if this is helpful, please share it with your friends and family. You can screenshot it. You can upload it to Instagram or Twitter. Tag me at CSC Dan Mason. Don't forget, you can also follow me on Facebook. We have our private online community, the Life Amplified Power Tribe. Share what you're going through right now. Reach out. Do not live in isolation. Build a community. If you don't have one that supports you, I've got one. We're here to lift you up. And I am here to lift you up during this time. I love you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. And don't forget, it's time to turn down the volume on your negativity. My God, more than ever, it is time to turn down the volume on your negativity. Turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week.